0: Monday or Tuesday, I had the pleasure of catching up with Billy Duffy from the legendary band The Cult. I was about to say The Cure. I always do that when I talk about The Cult, uh, which is not very often. But they are a great band, a fantastic band, one of the biggest bands of the 1980s, 90s, uh, but they've been going strong. Um, a couple of breaks in between uh, of a few years, but they uh, haven't really stopped making music over the course of the last, what, 20 Three years, uh, forming in 1983, but uh, yes they're coming to play Dunedin uh, on the 19th of next month and um, I'm going to be there front and centre and you could be too, I'm going to give away a double pass to that show very soon after I play this interview that I did with Mil- Mr Billy Duffy, enjoy, you're on the one 91FM Right now I'm joined by Billy Duffy of The Cult Good morning Billy Good morning. yeah, I, I'd assume it's uh, evening for you, but um, that's neither here nor there. Um, right, you've got a new album out. It's called Hidden City um, and I'm really I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, and like every um, you know it's like every cult album it, it can only be done by you. it sounds like the cult. Um, but it's also you know there's also differences uh, from everything else. you know did did that kind of is it a little bit different from the fact that you had a lot of time with this album?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. We try and make. I mean, yeah. Once you start writing an album, they tend to take on a sort of a personality and a and a, a almost like a, a life of their own that you can't really. You can try and direct it, and, and on occasion we've actually packed in an album because it and didn't release it because it wasn't what we wanted to do. But for the most part, when you make a record. Uh, you know, it becomes a little bit out of your hands, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's a collaborative process for me and Ian. Yeah. Um, in that, you know, with the cult, it's always been me and him writing together. There are obviously songs that have more of his DNA or mine, but we're not really, we, we don't write individually and I, I play on an Ian song or he sings on a Billy song. It's, it's completely collaborative. Yeah. So it's a little bit of an interesting blend to get, depending on where both of us are at, in our lives to get where we need to be. This album we decided to take more time writing and have Bob Rock, the producer, involved very early on. Um, we have made albums that have been very spontaneous. We've made, we've, we've done albums even with Bob Rock. And I, where we pretty much made the album because we went along in the studio. But I think those days are gone. You know, I, I think the way the music business is, you can't really be taking chances. So, I think, uh, yeah, this one, this one, I think the song content, Choice of Weapon from 2012 was a very strong rock record yeah. and did us a lot of good, but I think this one edges it on the song-wise. Um, I think it's got a little bit more variety because if you rush to finish an album due to time, money, whatever, whatever the constraints are put upon you, um, you can tend to maybe be guilty of a lot of the song, Some of the songs tend to blur into three songs almost sound like the same song occasionally mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's just that you haven't got time to let them kind of find their personality so with this one each song we had more than enough time to finish it up so um, I think that's that's what makes the album have a lot of like individual variety between the songs
0: yeah yeah and it's it's been laid out like uh, the way you've you've put the songs on the album and where they sit has been laid out to work out quite nicely as well Even with that difference.
1: I'd like to take some credit for that, but I can't take (laughs) any. I I just I don't know. I I get to the point where I really don't know. And and it's like choice of weapon, right? Here's a funny story. Like if me and Ian were picking the song order on Choice of Weapon the album from a few years ago, Mm -hmm. we would have probably started with something moody and atmospheric that kinda built in and Bob Rock was just, no, put this song honey from a knife, it punches people right in the face from the get-go. <laughs> and, and and we would, me and Ian would have never picked that one and we let him, because I think one of the good things about me and Ian is sometimes we're quite open to other outside opinions because you get a bit too close to it because you've written it. You, yeah. you don't have the objectivity that another person might, so that's that's good. And the same with the, with Hidden City, you know. Um, me Ian and Bob were very involved in, in the whole mixing process and the whole thing, though. Be, very hands-on. Yeah, it was actually a lot of fun.
0: It's great that you do that because it seems like you're always open to, like you said, outside um, sources. Uh, you're not like bogged down in the fact that you've been doing it for so long that you think you know what you're doing is right. You, you let other people, you know, put, put their two yeah. Sources. I mean. I p-
1: I agree. I think it's. I I personally think it's important to keep a bit of like that childlike wonderment Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. a bit almost like fanboy into what you do. I think to a certain degree, if you can retain that sense of wonderment, that like you know believing in Santa Claus kind of thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, As an as a as a writer, that like the suspension of disbelief, I think it just helps. You know. i'm a big fan of actually making albums in a residential way, which we did with a lot of our early albums but unfortunately, we have been able to do that more recently for a host of reasons yeah um probably just real life families and all that but uh, w- w- that way you kind of create this bubble and mm-hmm. you just this the album kind of you, you you make like this this like little inner sanctum of like creativity. And you don't really, cause I, like, I don't really need to go home and deal with the gas bill, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's, you're trying to kind of create, I mean, you know, there's been rock music being made for many, many decades now. So if you really, you know, you've got to dig really deep to try and come up with anything that hasn't been done before or has any degree of kind of authenticity to it. You know, you, you, it's, it's not an easy gig, yeah. you know, and like you say, we, you know, we don't make the same album over and over and over again, you know, that works with some rock bands. For me and Ian, it's always been kind of a, a reaching process and sometimes you fail and sometimes you hit hit the nail on the head, you know. But I think with us, it's always going to be a bit of a quest, um, you know, I mean, there have always been guitar records, you know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah. But, there always rock records, but within that format, we're trying to keep it fresh.
0: Yeah, yeah I think you're doing a good job. It's, a, it's interesting, you said before, you know, it, the, it's always you and Ian, and it's a collaborative effort, but it seems like um, the outcomes are, are different for you. I mean, reading uh, some other interviews and how Ian sees the last three albums as a trilogy, but you don't. It's like the albums mean different things, even though you're working on them together
1: yeah 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 we we have differences i mean it's the facts are the facts you know it's really a question of interpretation and we've been you know there's pretty much nothing me and him could say to each other that would you know terminate the working relationship you know i mean that'll just end when one of us doesn't want to do it anymore but in terms of like insulting or you know we're both entitled to our opinions you know yeah and that. and seeing things as they are you know and and sometimes to be honest i mean i'm i'm a, i'm more of a pragmatic individual so you know a lot of those sound bites it's a much more interesting thing to say you know i mean it's just i, I just happen to be very pragmatic by nature so you know i, I you know it, it, what it is is somebody i think what was the attempt was to say hey you know, yeah, it's, we had we made some great records in the 1980s, but we don't just play those. We play new stuff. We have written new stuff. We've made three albums in the last ten years. Yeah. we've been touring. You know, every we've done gigs every year for a decade now, consistently. Um, and you know, I think the idea of the trilogy was just to kind of make it look more of a soundbite. Yeah, to make it like, oh, did they now? Yep. rather than just each individual album as, like, a buy, it, it, you know. So I can see the value in it, um, looking back on it, you know. I can I can get where where that came from.
0: Mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm. um you I'm guessing you went to writing this album and recording it straight after the Electric 13 tour. How much did that tour and thoughts of those songs influence Hidden City? Did they at all, and, and its production?
1: Um... I don't, you know, I mean, the electric thing for us was always very much, It was kind of like our Pol Pot, Year Zero thing with Rick Rubin, you know, he, yeah. you know, and I quote Rick, I always say, you know, he summed it back, he just reduced the cult in some ways. We were quite um, cinematic in some of our attempts musically, and I think he just wanted to bring the hard rock side of us clearly into focus mm-hmm. and really kind of do a minimalist number. It just happened to be at a time, you know, but to do that, you know, it was a little bit cartoony, but we were living cartoony lives then. Yeah. When we made Electric, we were young men in our late 20s, you know, with our first kind of gold album, just having it large, you know, and, you know, doing all of the Seven Deadly Sins and, you know, trying to invent some more, so... You know, it was an authentic record. People say, well, why don't you make a record like that again? Well, it would be authentic, because I'm 25 years older than (laughs) that now. It would be inauthentic. It's kind of sad in a way. I mean, I'm glad I don't need to make that record twice. I love the energy, and and what I really love is the simplicity, because when I write music, I tend to layer it and see it in a more, more not complex or complicated, because I like simple music. But 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 Rick really saw Electric Minimalist. So, you know, I'm, I think Bob as a producer tends to lean a bit to, more towards my end. You know, Rick Rick's really on one far extreme of production where you, you, you do the very, very minimum sounds and get the most out of each thing, yeah. which is brilliant. And, and Rick does that with every artist pretty much. You know, Rick makes the same album with everybody, he's just the artist, brings in the different flavour for the Rick Rubin sausages, you know? (laughs) The music goes in and they come out, Rick Rubin sausages, and they're all brilliant, (laughs) and he's made some amazing music, and he's, you know, I mean, that's not a a put down, it's just an observation of his technique, and and his sort of process.
0: I mean, I asked that because, you know, and I, I asked that, that question, because in a few of the songs, your guitaring is quite clean, and, and there's no, you know, you've taken the distortion out of it, and that's a yeah, little bit... I
1: just think we had time, what, I, tell, I, I will confess this, I don't think electric... Well, doing the electric tour for me was great, because I could walk on stage and play 13 songs, or 12 songs in a row, without having to change guitars, without having to change decades, or change my mentality like going from a gretz to a les paul going from like the guy from 1985 to the guy from 1991 mm-hmm. you know i tried i tried to kind of you know it was just a pleasure to to be able to just kind of plow through that yeah but i on the, the record really what actually happened was i kind of complained a little bit about a weapon when we all got together to discuss making the next album and I felt that the guitar playing had been a bit kind of like taken for granted In that there was such a sort of worry and a concern about getting the songs and the vocals and the arrangements like it was a bit like oh Billy can you just knock a guitar solo out in about three minutes there that'll (laughs) do great brilliant you know, like, like they just press a button and I'm supposed to be like, great. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I said I'd just like a bit more time to have a bit more variety and think about what I'm doing because that's one of the... Working with Bob Rock is he's a guitar player and a kind of a gearhead. Yeah. So I get to... Me and him get to play around a lot and really enjoy... And Ian was very, very open to that. He, I mean, he, he completely got it. Yeah and was kind of, te- you know, was like cool with it. So I think that's why some of the guitars are cleaner. There's just a wider scope mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of guitars because a little more time was taken just to get the guitars right. Yeah, yeah. Or get them more get them more variety, different, more color. That, that's kind of what we went for anyway.
0: Speaking of guitars, this is the first record you've made since you've had mm. your signature guitar. So how was how that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, how, how has that been? You get to play your, you know, you've finally got one. It's about fucking time. Uh, and you get to use it on, on a new yeah. record.
1: <laughs> so that must have been pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's a nice compliment. It's kind of ironic, really, that both me and Johnny Marr, uh, from the Smiths originally, yeah. Oh yeah. you know, we've known each other since, we, you know, like, pr- almost pre-teens. Mm-hmm. and we both got signature guitars within a year of each other we were we were kind of laughing actually once um because we're still pretty good friends I like how ironic that was two little kind of you know irish immigrant like chanters from south manchester kind of council estate got signature guitars <laughs> with you know Fender and Gretsch. It was kind of funny to us, but, you know, it was a cool thing. I mean, I'm, I'm happy I used the guitar. It's it, it, something I believed in. The guitar's great, and, you know, mm-hmm. they're kind of inspirational instruments, um, the Gretsches, you know? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. They make you play in a certain way. It's a bit like driving a truck as opposed to driving a car. People are like, well, what's the difference between a Gretsch and a Les Paul and a, a, a Telecaster or a, whatever, you know? And I'm like, well, it's a bit like, you know, one's like driving a truck. <laughs> <laughs> and that the rubber's like driving a car, you're driving, but definitely, you know, you can't throw the truck around the corners quite the same. So yeah. you compensate with different driving styles. So that's it. But it's a, they're great sounding guitars. I've always loved Gretsch's. And, and, and I just tried to make my one as close to the one that I did in the mid 80s. Um, it's just a 70s Gretsch that I had, and I just improved a few things on it. And, yeah. Made the pickups louder because the pickups are terrible in the seventies ones. (laughs) They're just awful. Um, They're so underpowered, you know, that you have to turn the amps up so much that it feeds back so badly that it it's unusable.
0: Now, you've got a couple of new bandmates.
1: Excuse me, Jamie, this is your one-minute reminder.
0: All right, fantastic, fantastic. All right, we've got a minute to go. Uh, All right, so you're coming to New New Zealand and Australia. uh, You're playing down here in Dunedin, where I am, on the 19th of November, uh, which is really exciting, and I know it's probably really exciting that Grant Fitzpatrick is coming to Australia and New Zealand as well because he's from this side of the the world. Um, What are we going to see? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, the band's pretty good, I mean, I know probably everybody comes on and says that, but but we really are plowing it at the moment. I mean, I invite anybody to go on YouTube and check out any live cult gig that's up there yeah. from the last sort of six months, particularly the last six months Yeah. Um, since we did the, you know, we got into doing the Guns N' Roses slots and uh, we got back into like playing the stadiums and stuff. I mean, the whole band, we've really Put a good shift in this year. And Grant's an important part of that because he plays bass in the way that I really like it being played. He really is not about trying to show off. He's a real kind of team guy and he really is important in the groove of the songs. Yeah. And um, so he's an integral part of the team, you know. And uh, the band's great. The the band's styling, you know. I can't really sell it much more than that, but I would say, you know, if you've ever thought about coming, now's a good time to do it.
0: All right, yeah, I'm sure Grant is fizzing to be coming back to back home into this side of the world to play playing with, with the cult. That's going to be huge for him, and it's going to be huge for us to see you uh, here in Dunedin on the 19th of November. Thank you so much for talking to me this morning, Billy. It's been a pleasure. All right,
1: mate, yeah, all of us here. Looking forward to it, mate. I've never been to the South Island. I'm excited. I'm yeah. actually going for a few days early, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look for Gandalf on a motorbike.
0: <laughs> I was hoping you were going to take a few <laughs> days off down here. You're going to love it. You're going to love it, and we're going to yeah, love no, seeing you. Yeah, I am, you. I am. Yeah,
1: that's fantastic. All right, (laughs) Billy. Yeah, I'll be around. I'll be around for a few days. All right, mate. All right, thank Thank you so much. Thank you
0: very much, Jamie. All right. Bye. All right, there's Billy Duffy from The Cult playing in Dunedin on the 19th of November at the Town Hall. If you want to go...